A lot of people know that I have become a, I mean, rabid fan of the beautiful game, soccer. I'm not going to be pretentious and call it football, but I am a fan. Uh, I am locked into the Premier League every weekend, so I already had one week. I have not, I've not burdened you with my infatuation as much as I would like. There is for that coming tomorrow night at about ten fifteen a live special Adam Gold show on YouTube. Uh, with my friend Jay, we'll talk about week two and a little bit about week one of the Premier League. That's my way of promoting that and getting into this. One of the good things about the Premier League and other all the European leagues, and actually we're seeing this now in Major League Soccer, are the in-season competitions that are separate from league play. So in the in, in England, they have the FA Cup or the EFL Cup. Here in MLS, we have League's Cup. Lionel Messi has taken Inter-Miami from the bottom of the MLS standings, and they're horrible, to the finals of the League's Cup on Saturday night in Nashville, and I am here for that. I am here for these in-season events, and the NBA is starting theirs. It's called the League Cup. My friend Brendan Witted, our NBA analyst, is joining us here at HU Cosell on Twitter. I'm sorry, on X. It's not Twitter anymore. <laughs> so your thoughts on, uh, broad thoughts on what the NBA Cup is and maybe could be. Feels like a waste of time. If I'm being honest, feels like a huge waste of time. We're because... going to throw hands like, oh, yes, Matt, absolutely. like Max Crosby <laughs> and Cam Akers did in L.A. today. I will, I will never understand. This is how I know I was not built for okay. playing football. Somebody wearing a helmet is never going to entice me into balling my fist up and then <laughs> repeatedly smashing yep. it. Like, it just doesn't. Even idea. at my angriest, I, that wouldn't make any sense to me. Like, at least mm-hmm. hit him with a body shot or something. Anyway, something. That's, that's, that's beside the point. But, yeah, I, I, I just... So I, I've been getting on this soccer thing. I'm a lot later in, in, into, I mean, I'm a lot earlier to my kind of my learning curve about soccer. I mm-hmm. enjoy it. I still don't really, you know, I'm still kind of getting off sides and stuff like that. But I'm, 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 I'm picking it up. And so from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, the reason you, they, they have these in-season tournaments is because some of these teams wouldn't play each other otherwise. And so it's, an, it's a nice opportunity to kind of compare and contrast some of the talent level and like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if these teams play one another and that sort of a thing? And for the NBA, it doesn't really work that way. They Pretty much everybody plays everybody. I know some seasons, mm-hmm. I think a team might miss out on another squad or something like that. But like everybody plays every. There's 82 games. Like more games doesn't seem like the doesn't seem like the answer to the regular season for the NBA for a sport that is excoriated for undervaluing what that regular season means. Right. More games just doesn't seem to let me, that for me. Let me just let me just slip, step in here. This is not these are not additional games. Actually, there might be three additional games for two teams. Because I do believe that when we get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, they will be outside of the actual uh eighty two game schedule. But these four games in group play are are their cup games and they are regular season games that just act as cup games for a different set of standings. The reasoning behind an FA Cup or an EFL Cup, now it's got a sponsor called Carabao Cup. The reasoning behind that, frankly, 
I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> but I know the FA Cup has been around for more than 100 years. And I know EFL Cup has been around for a long time as well. And those matches, which are complete, all completely separate from the season, and actually, like, screw up the regular season, they are all, they're not all well-received early, but once these clubs get to a certain point in the in the knockout rounds of these, they matter. And by that point, we're pretty much all done with the lower division clubs. We're done with Tier 4, uh, the, the teams playing in League 1 or League 2 of the English football system, which is the fourth tier of soccer, League 2. Uh, they're, pro- they're pretty much all gone. And all the teams left are all playing each other anyway in uh, Premier League matches. So we just we're just cutting right to the chase here with the NBA. I think the biggest thing uh, that will that they have to overcome is not the familiarity; it's the fact that people need to be patient and let this thing work. Because I do think that putting these games that don't have any I'm not saying that the regular season game doesn't have meaning. But in an NBA season when you play 82, there are a lot of teams that don't don't give a rat's rear end about a game on November 17th. And this will add just a little meaning to games in the beginning of the season. Notice it's it they're all November into December right. and it's not you know February into March. I just think I I think in time it will be good. So um, you you said so you said one thing you want people to be patient. I genuinely don't know what you're, <laughs> what about sports is making you think that people okay. are more patient. That's true. Now. That's true. I get uh, it. The second thing that they're obviously going to have to deal with, and this is a, has been a larger issue for, for a while, is load management stuff. Sure. Right? Cause you're talking about November mm-hmm. early games. And those are the games a lot of times you'll have guys kind of, you know, back to backs and that, that sort of thing sitting like prophylactically. They've been doing that with Kawhi for a while. They've, they, they've done it. They've done it at times with them. Be like if you're coming off of an injury or have a kind of a, a rough injury history, they'll just do that before the season even starts. So I wonder how how this will affect that as well. I don't have a problem with it. I think that, you know, getting fans to buy in is one thing, but that's secondary It's getting the players to buy in. And we've mm-hmm. seen when there isn't a ton online, like I'm specifically thinking about the all star game. Right. Where. Hey, people want to see you guys play. Yeah, you don't have to play, you know, 94 feet. You don't have to, you know, strap up like that. But people do want to see a little bit more than they have seen kind of the last few years. And the players, regardless of if they've added a financial incentive or not, have kind of all been like, eh, this is my vacation. Right. Right. I wonder if that will carry over into this because there isn't, I don't know how many people are going to be flashing, you know, you know how Clay had the four. He was throwing up the four versus, uh, versus Devin Booker. I don't know if anybody's going to be flashing there in season, you know, <laughs> cup rings at anybody like, ha ha, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I To me, it's about, are you going to be able to get the players to buy in? All right. So here's the, the counter to that is this, the, if some of the stars want to load, do load management. And if the teams want to treat those games with load management, and that might happen in group play, it could be randomly scheduled, or it could happen when we get to, the quarterfinals, which will be the 4th and 5th of December, and the semifinals in Las Vegas, the 7th and the 9th of December. If we get to that point and the Stars want to load manage, okay, I don't think Adam Silver would be very happy, but either way, 
So maybe Orlando wins. Yeah. And for teams that are not necessarily real contenders to lift a trophy, I just think I think it will be really good to have something like that. Look, do I expect it to be enormous in year one? Probably will be bigger in year one than in year two, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think if we allow this to get to year 10, now I think we're talking about something that is a bigger deal. And maybe there will be more money involved in it for players. Uh, but, I look, I don't think it can hurt. How did you feel about the play-in tournament when it started? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I liked it. I, I thought, I maybe foolishly thought after the Dallas Mavericks uh, did what they did at the end of last season, that mm-hmm. it would prevent people from, from wanting to tank. Like if you had an opportunity, it, I thought it brought more teams into right. the fold for the playoffs. And I like that. Like to me, that would, to me, that made a lot more sense when you're talking about, Hey, we don't want to see the last two weeks of the season just be dreadful. Right. Hey, if we can include more teams into being able to get to that playing situation, maybe that'll, that'll keep a few more teams to the fold. I think they did a pretty good job with that. Uh, I hope you're right as a Hornets fan, you know, it'd be nice to have a, you know, raise a banner. If it's an in season tournament, I'll take, I'll take anything at this at yeah. this point. So, and, like, that would be really nice. To and see. maybe we're talking about, because here's the Hornets group, by the way, for what it's worth. Uh, Washington, Miami, Milwaukee, and the Knicks. Their first cup game. It's also a regular season uh, game. Uh, November 10th at Washington. Uh, later that, I think it might, is it that week? The, the, the 14th, they're home against Miami. The 17th, they're home against Milwaukee. And then the 28th, they're at the Knicks. Uh, six groups, winners of each group advance to the quarterfinals. Next two best teams also advance to the quarterfinals for eight. Uh, who knows? Maybe the Hornets, I mean, maybe they treat those games seriously. And maybe we're looking at all also Rams uh, that play for this. But I think it's cool. It's certainly no, that, different. I mean- so I like it's, it's, I like a little look, I'm, I'm I'm down for it. I I think I just have see all of the issues and the hurdles mm-hmm. as opposed to how well it can go, which is <laughs> indicative of my general outlook on life and, and, and generally speaking. But like I, I I you you make some fantastic points. My my thing is always about player motivation, and if they mm-hmm. don't if they're not motivated behind it, it's going to fall grossly on its face. You said the first Hornets game in the Cup is November 10th at Washington. At Washington, I tell you what. I'm going to try to make that game just to see what the kind of the atmosphere is like. And I'll, oh. I'll let you know what shake is. It's going to be. Well, well, all right. I'm, I'm writing it down. We will. Uh, yep. Maybe we'll do a live cut in. Uh, look, I'm I'm all for something that is a little bit new and different. And I don't think it detracts from the season. Let me ask you one quick. We, I mean, I don't know how quick this is going to be. But so James Harden, for whatever reason, in Shanghai at a camp that had his name on the court. <laughs> I don't know why he brought it up, but he decided that Daryl Morey is a liar and he doesn't trust him and he'll never be part of an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of again. 
All right. I, again, I don't know why it came up at this camp with a bunch of kids in Shanghai, but my question is, why did you opt in to the final year of your contract with Philadelphia and Daryl Morey is running the team? So I'm assuming that these are kind of – that this is unraveled, that this is, this is you know – this is we're way far down in in in, in where this this whole timeline is. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you back just a little bit, really quickly. When he opt, and I think we were on, me and BG were on the show when he opted out of his deal. Uh, he had, he was due I think about forty million dollars for last year. Opted out and then signs a one and one deal where he has one year under contract and another year okay. player option at around sixty five million. So at the time, it was this is kind of weird because if he was going to opt out, the general thinking was he'd be opting out for a long-term deal, not a right. two-year deal, particularly given his injury history and how old he is. What ended up happening was it, it kind of – then the reporting is, hey, he took less money so that P.J. Tucker could get there. It's like, okay, and I read that, and I think I even said that as, hey, this guy's serious about winning, a guy whose commitment to winning, commitment to conditioning, and commitment to all things that were not specifically James Harden has been questioned – this is the year he came in, in, in shape, had a phenomenal regular season, mm-hmm. by the way, led the league in assists 20 and 10, was the point guard, did everything they needed. Sure, they came up short in the playoffs, but he got them two wins. And if your number two gets you two wins in the playoffs, in the playoff series, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they, they failed again. And so now we're seeing this come out that, like, hey, maybe he thought he was going to get made whole about that money that he kind of gave back on, whether, whether or not it was going to be uh, circumvented through, through, uh, uh, like to, to get around the salary cap. I don't know. There's been reports about that or whether it was, Hey, I was going to sign this long-term deal now. And now they're, they're kind of reneging on it or whether or not it was, Hey, you said you trade me, uh, to the place that I wanted to go. If this didn't work out, whatever one of those probably three scenarios mm-hmm. had occurred and now he's salty and now camp is about to open up and you got to rev up how discontent you are because you need to make a fuss. Squeaky wheel gets the, gets the grease and he needs to make a fuss so that he can get to presumably the Clippers. Um, that's been kind of the, 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 uh, the team that's been tossed out, but he can't just, he can't lay low and just chill. He's not doing the Dame Lillard route. Lillard was kind of like hinting at it. Like, Hey, if I, if I did go, here's where I'd want to go. Harden is very much like, get me up out of here, which. <laughs> I mean, if honestly, the the guy I keep thinking about is Joel Embiid, right? Like you had Ben Simmons first, and then that just turned into a dumpster yeah. fire. You replace him <laughs> with Harden, who plays well, and now immediately jettons, jettisons himself out. You had to play through the process, by the way, off junk and with a lot of losing. And the best teammate you had, Jimmy Butler, they chose to buy his hair over you. I'm telling you right now, start the clock for Embiid saying, hey <laughs> – it's been real, Philly. It's been super real. Uh, I got, I got to dip out and go. Was the process a success? I think it's a little bit difficult to tell because <laughs> they kind of stopped it halfway through. Um, um, you know what I mean? Like they started it and then they're like, now they also oh. had a lot of misses. They had a yeah. lot of misses. Markel Fultz was a really tough miss. And you get Tatum there instead who goes later in that draft. Maybe this entire thing opens up completely differently, though. So there was a lot of missing. Their whole premise was we're going to get to the top of the draft a whole bunch. Yeah. The only problem is you have to hit on on more of those than they did. They hit on and one. Like, they, they hit on one. Ben Simmons was also a miss. You and I disagree about that, too. Uh, we'll talk again very soon. Brennan Witted at HU Cosell on Twitter, our NBA analyst. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it, man. You, Always. You got it. Uh, yeah, he and I agree. Disagree on, uh, Ben Simmons. Simmons is a miss.
Sorry. Uh, he, he was a miss twice. Ben Simmons was a miss when they drafted somebody who refused to shoot, who had the ball, and he was a miss when they still insisted on paying him that contract. Two misses. Two misses. Those were bad. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taken longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. Well, what's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.